Hello and welcome back to Pretend to Imagine, a resurgent podcast with Tyler and You Greg. assume that people will even notice that we took a week off. I think I think people were very upset. Yeah. And I apologize fact, for that. I, I, was, I was sick. Well, and it's not really your fault, but I will say we've had some some complaints. Gemma, Gemma at work was, was not happy and she, she said, why do you not just get a guest on and then have a podcast this week? And I said, well, you know, it's about me and Greg and Greg's not here, so I'm just going to watch Red Dwarf I would be in ha- my underwear so alone. I, I, I give you permission to have a guest All right. if I'm if I'm, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, un- un- unavailable, right? So, okay, right. and I, I would assume that if you're unavailable, then I get to have a guest. But of yeah. course, I have to come. You to have to come to my house, house, which I won't be. Your house is yeah, exactly. Which Tyler, is, can you set all the equipment yeah, since, up and everything? Since so I'm I in the hospital, you'll have to try to figure out. So anyway, uh, tonight uh, we talked about a few things. We talked about uh, Greg being sick and uh, plague doctors, which yes. is kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Uh, and uh, we talked about the humble axolotl. Uh, case of arrested development in nature. And uh, we also talked about Greg uh, and uh, being colorblind in we the toy co- design. We prefer color challenge. Color challenged, yeah. okay. Or challenged of color? No, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. So, colorblind yeah, so, is fine. Colorblind. Uh, and, and the challenges that uh, that has in uh, the toy design uh, realm. So without further ado. Well, we're back. We're back, and I have a cold. Yeah. So I, my voice is going to sound... Probably better. You've got a deep husky. I have a deep, my rich, deep, sexy voice. A rich brown is now (laughs) rich. It's like gravy. (laughs) It's like listening to gravy. If gravy can speak, this Mm. this is what. So what you're saying? So so this podcast, right? You're the gravy, and I'm the biscuit. All right, you know what? This is way too weird for me right now. This is too early in the podcast for that kind of nonsense. So are you feeling better? I'm feeling better, um, uh, but I'm gonna, there's going to be a lot of coughing and hacking, and you're going to have to edit most well, of have, it out, so well, I apologize I, ahead of time. Well, as you know, I mean, I've coughed a lot on this podcast, so it's really nothing new for us, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, I was concerned about you. I heard you had a fever, or you were hacking yeah. up brown nodules. Well, and, there was, yeah, was, br- <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> Are you through? Chunky. I had chunky chunkiness yep, in my in yep, my uh, yep. in my lungs in my my phlegm and and uh, uh, f- for those of you who need to know. And then I there was a time a period of time when I felt like my lungs were filled to capacity with thumbtacks. I thought you said it was hair. No, now it's hair. Oh, okay. Now it's fiber okay. like angel hair that you put. Okay, well, yeah, right. Yeah, puts, you know when is the last time anybody put angel hair in a Christmas? My tree? mom does it. Uh, well, yeah. yeah so there you go. Tinsel, there you go. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, the tinsel, even tin, nobody puts tinsel on Christmas trees anymore, e- either as far as I know. But yeah. angel hair goes way back. Yeah. Angel hair is that, uh, it looks like f- uh, fiberglass uh, strands. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, put yeah, it yeah, on see, there, yeah. it's different than tinsel. Yeah. Uh, nobody does, does that anymore. It's probably because it's made from asbestos. Yeah, or it's highly flammable, it's one or the other. Highly, highly like, flammable. Like all the toys you make. Yeah, it's highly flammable <laughs> asbestos. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so I, I was concerned, uh, and you know, as as everyone uh, who actually you know follows our Facebook page, you know, they, they, I showed my plague doctor outfit. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the the plague, of course, uh, uh, occurring in 1499, the Black Death, uh, and uh, these doctors uh, would wander the countryside, uh, dressed head to toe in leather. Which is a, probably a, not which, a bad well, well, material. Hold to on, be I'm getting wearing. to this. So, so they'd be wearing the leather. They'd have like the gloves and everything. They would uh, have this bird-like mask. Which interestingly, the bird's beak was filled with herbs and spices. Herbs, and herbs and spices. So, so you wouldn't uh, partly now in, in theory that was so they wouldn't have to smell the reek of like plague plague yeah. towns and stuff. Yeah. But um, 
at the time they believed that that smells were actually what caused them to get sick. My asthma, exactly. Asthma. And then they would have a poking stick. A poking stick. And they would they would go out to a dead body. They'd give it a couple of good brisk pokes. Yep. And if it groaned, they'd say, well, you're still alive. I'll, I'll try to help. And of course, the irony was, is although they had actually invented the world's first hazmat suit, you know, bio, you know, bio. They didn't know it. It was they, a, they an did, accidental. It was an accidental thing. And, and yeah, and the lenses in a, in a, a plague doctor's mask were traditionally yeah. red glass. Which where the hell were they even getting? I don't know. But they were like I, they usually these red leaded lenses. glass. Yeah. yeah. And and, uh, and so uh, the uh, the problem was, of course, uh, they couldn't treat the plague because you need antibiotics for that. And so uh, the plague doctors would come to your town. And you're like, we're all gonna die. There's the plague, and these guys never help anyway. Yeah. You know. I mean. What, <laughs> So anyway, I, I uh, you know, I thought about getting in my plague doctor outfit to see you and poking you a couple times to see if you're still alive. So I have a plague doctor's mask is on my project list of something. Is a, it? a leather project make is, it? is a plague doctor's mask. So I'm gonna make one and then you can wear it. I'll 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 buy it from you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, so we're back. Uh, I can tell you that uh, over the break, Greg convalesced. He he got better. Um, I had my own problems. I was I'm not best yet, though. I'm you're, you're, well, you're mostly better. Mostly, yeah. 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 And uh, I was, of course, uh, attacked by a man-eating clam. What? Well, yeah, it was terrible. It was in my bathtub. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't uh, want to know the story. In there, so. I don't want to hear the story. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, things have been things have been fine on my end, but um, uh, but uh, yes, we're back, and I, I want to thank everyone uh, for your patience, and uh, I'm happy to say actually people have been listening to us even without a new episode, uh, so that's very gratifying. There were a few a few quite a long time where we were three podcasts ahead. Yeah, we would bank and podcasts. I, I actually don't like that. I like, like being like Just recording the, a podcast, yep. getting it out the following Monday, and knowing that that's what people are listening to. Okay, what as we should to, have is a, is like some terrible podcasts that we bank. Like okay. for emergency use only. Oh, like like our um, uh, what was that one? The Fermi paradox one we did. Yeah, which was just rambling nonsense the entire time. <laughs> well, as opposed to what? It's, well, you know, okay, it, fair enough. Pretty yeah, much, that, that's a fair. Pretty point, much yeah, the. But um, yeah, so uh, so we're back. This is where we the pause. pregnant pause. So, yeah, you have something the, exciting? To, do you have a, a, new, a new topic or? I'm pregnant. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, you're, so, you're a doctor, Tyler. You uh, should know better. That's, that's, uh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> what was it we said on the way we were walking up here? What? That made you laugh hysterically. You asked. Oh, I said, are plant, do pl- are plants male or female? And I said, no, you said, you said are plants both sexes? <laughs> are they both and sexes? And I said, they're at least both sexes. <laughs> they're at least both. So um, anyway, um, Greg, I uh, I wanted to talk confess. about Confess? It was not a confess, but it's something I, I think is interesting. Um, you're a member of the 8%. I'm a member of the 8% of what? 8% of men are colorblind. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, as a toy designer, yep. how does this work for you? Well, one, color is only a, a fraction of the things that I, is involved in creating a toy. C- clearly, right? so, but, but obviously so, color is you know, The rest of that stuff I excel at in a way that well, I yes. couldn't even begin to tell you yes. how amazing I am at all of the non-color-related aspects of toy yes. design. Yes. So now if we focus in just on the color aspect of it, uh, I am the the word colorblind is a little bit of a of a misnomer. Is that the word? Because yeah. you uh, actually can't I, see. Some I can colors. see plenty of color. Yeah. Um, it's more akin to this. Now, older listeners will remember when a TV had a tint a tint knob yeah. on the TV. Yeah. So if you went up to the TV and you adjust the tint knob, or even if you have a regular 
computer or a monitor or whatever, you might be able to, to get into the, um, the settings and you can start fooling around with the RBG values yeah. here and there. And you don't like it exactly the way you, you know, you kind of tweak it out here and there. And you might get a screen like, geez, you know, that everybody's skin seems to be just a little green. Right. It's still full color. You have all the colors there, but the colors are just, they're just not right. Right. That's me. My colors okay. are just, they're all there, but they're just not perfect. Because it's usually red green. That's so usually the problem. What happens, <clears throat> they're called cones, right? But what, what it actually is, is if you would look at it on a graph, you have red, green, and blue uh, uh, um, wavelengths that you're, you're focusing on. Yep. So the blue wavelength is way over to the side. When you look at it on a graph, the red and the green are over to the right, and they're very close together. Mm -hmm. And they're so close together that the the bottom of the of the of the cones of the of the the pyramid. I'm trying to think of, of the the so the it, it's a it's a wave, so it forms like a like a, a bell like a, like a, a bell curve, yeah, right? Right. So you have a, a bell curve of red. So the middle of that bell curve at its highest is pure red. Mm -hmm. And then it falls off on each side to less red on either side. And then you have green has the same thing. You have a, a, the wavelength of green, you know, has the same bell curve. Well, those two bell curves, if you slide them close to each other, the bases of the bell curves will start to overlap. Start to overlap yep. And mm -hmm. it's that overlapping. Um, and that's for everybody. The bases overlaps a mm -hmm. little bit. For somebody who is colorblind, those two wavelengths are seen much closer together. Mm -hmm. So the area where red and green overlap and gets confusing yep. is much greater on a colorblind person. And there's, if you've seen the glasses that are out there, they're called um, uh, N-chroma. And there are video, uh, viral videos of people putting on these N-chroma glasses and they cry and they're, I've never seen color before. That's not really true. Uh, what the N-chroma does is it, it knows where on the wavelength oh, those two really things are overlapping and it cuts it out. So it can kind of just... Yeah, you know, it deletes it. So you're not seeing color the way uh, someone with color so vision So it's kind has. of like being color cross-eyed almost. You know? it's like yeah, you're, it's, one is overlapping muddles, the other. Right? So yeah. there are reds, but you know it, they'll go a little brown for me You know, sometimes. And I just don't quite see that. Basically, if you look at it this way and you go, you have a red, a green, and a blue, and there's sliders in your life as far yeah. as like how intense. <laughs> Everybody has these all tripped all the way up to the top. Yeah. If you walk up to mine and you take the red and you slide it down just a little bit, okay. my reds are just not as red as everybody else's. So you can tell the difference, for instance, between, say, on your plate, broccoli and steak. Mostly by taste. Mostly by taste. And feel. I have to touch it. Yeah. No, of course I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. So, 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 yeah. So, so what happens is, it, like, like, a blue that has, to the purple side has red in it. Yeah. But it's just a mm -hmm. little bit of red. Mm -hmm. And I don't have this, I cannot see a subtle amounts of red. Okay. So now, that purple uh, to me, I don't see it. I see blue. Okay. So now getting back, so so this is interesting. So if you're looking at like real elemental colors, I mean, a green's green, mm -hmm. a blue's blue, a red's red. Not a problem. And and it's interesting because in the, in the, the toy business, you know, there's a lot of very primary colors in a lot of toys, it seems like. To sure. Me. So yeah. I've worked on Marvel and Star Wars. So yeah. on Marvel, you have a lot more of these heroic, you know, Captain America is red, white, and blue. Yeah, and, right. And, and, and this character wears red and yellow. And it's all very kind of easy to do. But even when in there, you want to be sophisticated about what, what those yeah. colors are. Uh, but then if you go to go to Star Wars... Everyone is wearing beige and mm -hmm. taupe and brown and yeah. and and a, a light 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 warm gray Teal. with a green with a, a brown green khaki weird thing. So crew? Star Wars tends to be a lot more a lot more difficult as far as picking colors yeah. than than Marvel Marvel is. 
But so now I have a technique for for doing this, and primarily what I do is I uh, I, I will I will kind of collect deco sheets, which are the sheets that have a product and it calls out the the color numbers. Mm-hmm. Their, their Pantone matching system is what we use. Um, calls out those numbers, and I'll kind of keep a record of those for reference. Like I want this car to be blue. And um, so let me go and look up some other cars we've done that are blue mm-hmm. and see if I can find a color in the past that was successful. Mm-hmm. And I'll either use that color or use that as a jumping off point and pick a color close to that color. Okay. But I generally don't just pick a color out of the blue. Right. Um, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I saw what you did there, yeah. So, um, so I'll do that. Uh, I, I do kind of keep a record of like, you know, like, like I have about maybe, I don't know, uh, 10 reds that I know are good reds. And I'll put a note next to them like, this red is good for this, or this red has a little orange in it, or this red is whatever. Um, and sometimes I'll put notes in it. And then the other thing that I do is, I don't know if you've ever seen this in Photoshop, but Photoshop has a, a color picker in it. And you can pretty much see where true red, true blue, true green, where all these things are. Mm-hmm. It's this big giant gradient where it's like a rainbow of it just it just every color just blends into the next color into the next color and the next color and the next color. So if I pick a blue, I can go into Photoshop and use the eyedropper tool and it'll take that color and tell me where it is on that chart. Okay. And then from that chart, because I have all the other colors to compare it to, I can kind of tell, hey, is this blue dead on or is it a little bit towards red or a little bit towards yellow? Mm-hmm. And I won't be able to notice that with my own eyes, but I can see it comparatively. by. Um, mm. I won't be able to notice that if I'm looking at that color isolated, just that color swatch. But if I can see it in relationship on this chart, then I can tell, ooh, uh, it's it's leaning towards red. I don't want to pick that so color. So really, it's not much of a problem. It isn't. And then, yeah. then the last mm. thing that I do is once I've chosen all my colors... Uh, if there are colors that I've never used before or that I'm, I'm concerned about or, or I've used this color before but never with this color, I go to other people on my team. Because, you know, we, I don't design things. In, I'm not the designer on this. I'm the lead designer on the stuff that I design. But we're, my, I work on it with a team. And yeah. we're constantly getting each other's opinions and can you help me with this and what do you think about that? So I just right. go to other people whose opinions that I value and I go, what do you think of this? So there's, you know? there's not going to be like a lime green Kylo Ren you know, they, no, they wouldn't let that. Not through. on my watch. Not on, not on your watch. Seeing a color on a screen, or even seeing a color on a paper swatch in a book, yeah, is very, very different than seeing it painted on a character's face that is uh, smaller than your pinky right, fingernail. Sure. You know that that small face has facets to it. It has shadows and curves and highlights that you're not getting when you look at the swatch. The other thing is you're looking at a paper swatch. That piece of plastic, if it's a molded color, Mm -hmm. uh, that molded color may allow some light to penetrate within the plastic okay, okay. Uh, as opposed to paint that's sitting on the surface. So it's a bit of a moving target. Those really. two, just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And those two, those two factors will make that same color look very different. Okay. So um, it is it is very different, and honestly, there are just many times as a as a designer, you just don't know until you until see until you it. actually see it. Yeah. You know, you can't just do it all yeah. theoretically. And and I've seen this color in this swatch book, and I'm going to guess that it's going to be as the little tiny dot that is on the back of the glove on Boba Fett or whatever it is. Mm. You know, it it will no, it doesn't work for whatever reason. It needs to be a you know, it looks great. When you're looking at the swatches, yeah. but it just doesn't work. So it's so just a tough, tough job. It there, is, right? it's, it's, and it's super subjective. Yeah. You do all the colors that are perfectly just the way that you want it, and you get it from the person who painted it, and yeah. you're like, that looks great. Yeah. 
yep. and you bring it to somebody else and like, I don't like those colors. Yeah, it's Why? Tough, tough. It's not that the colors are inherently the wrong colors. Right. It's because the subjective opinion of the person who's making the, the call yeah. doesn't like it. So it's not, it's 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 yeah. very subjective. And that's that goes for all of, de- every decision ever made in design. Yeah. I make the best thing that I, that I think this, whatever, this, this vehicle that I've designed is the best vehicle in the world. We're going to sell them. It's going to be great. Yeah. And I go to show it to somebody else and they go, no, what did you do that for? And they're not uh, wrong, you know, but I'm not wrong either. It's just, it's just, it's, they're, it's, they're able to, you know, they yeah. have a different agenda that they're trying to, they're solving for different things. Even just the, they, what they have in their mind's eye. That what they, they have in their mind's eye is just not what I had in my of. mind's eye, you know. My, my life experience tells me that a vehicle that's uh, like a motorcycle is going to look awesome if it looks like the motorcycle from Akira. Right. And Which I show it to somebody else and they're like, no, an awesome looking motorcycle is a, Duc- like is a, is a Ducati or it's a, it's a, uh, um, I can't think of the a royal uh, royal Enfield, yeah. which is this this you know old military vehicle. Right. Those are cla- that's a that's, that's the that's the motorcycle in my mind. And and okay, fine. Then we got to come to an agreement and we'll go move forward and, and get this motorcycle made or whatever it is we're making. All right. Um, we could so more than you wanted to know well, about design and color color blindness. Um, tonight's non sequitur. Axolotl. 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 So an axolotl, my understanding is it's yeah. a very trendy uh, creature right now, along with tardigrades and um, sugar gliders and these other sort of like trending trending creatures. Uh, it looks very much like something that you would find in Pokemon. Yes, the uh, so it's it's kind of interesting. Now this um, is a real creature. This is a real creature. It lives. So a, a lot of people may under, may know what it is, but I think we we yeah, yeah. we, we get so, some. So basically, it's a it's it's sort of like a salamander, and it's sort of like a newt. Okay, mm-hmm. basically, it's what it is is it's a salamander that is ex, is is exhibiting something called neoteny. And I actually talked about neoteny uh, several. I had that for lunch ago. the other day. <laughs> neoteny with a nice a, gravy it's, on it's, it. It's Asian fusion. Oh, that's gnocchi. Yeah, that's gnocchi. Yeah. So so neoteny means that these these creatures um, don't fully grow out of their juvenile stage. Okay. Now, is this um, a, a physical thing, or is this it, is it's, it's, it's is a it physical, judged solely by their appearance, or is no, this no, some kind of a physical? It, their metabolic rate metabolic, is different. Okay, yeah. uh, they have different morphology. So, for instance, an axolotl uh, looks a bit like a salamander. He's got yep. these little feet, and it's got these. There's a big head with a, a kind of a slit-like mouth, and these these big eyes, and um, it's got these frilly gills. Rami, I think they're called, on, on either side, and uh, that allows it to, um, you know not only breathe through its its mouth, it does something called buckle pumping because it has lungs, but it has the gills as sort of like an, an accessory breathing apparatus, okay? And the, the so deal, it, it, it's dual... Right, and and if it if it had grown into the adult form, it wouldn't have those gills anymore. Those gills fall off and get flushed down the toilet, or you know, whatever, uh, you know. So so and it goes to a fully lung based organism. So right, right. basically, these are cases of arrested development, much like me. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> they're sort of like me. So so the 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 reason why that this is is axolotls uh, and other. Uh, creatures that are like this often live in high altitudes uh, where you know, where there's not a lot of food uh, on in the terrestrial areas around like the shore and this area and, and it's easier for them to find food and to live inside water so basically they're kind of like staying in their water stage uh, rather than so you, it's, know, you, you had mentioned that they're in like this arrested de- state of, of, ju- of juvenile state which we know has uh, as uh, most animals have features of uh, oh, oh, acuteness 
right. you know, wide exactly. eyes and, exactly. and a, a large head. Com- and, and you look at them and they look they're adorable. Cute. They look like they're, they look they're like adorable. they're some kind of a caricature the, 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 of, is, of these creatures. They look have a, a little vague smile on their yeah, mouth. Yeah, they do. They, got they have these very wi- wide set yeah. button eyes yeah. and little um, little cute legs, you know, and and. Uh, and it's actually very interesting. Axolotls uh, are related. And they have these radiating, these things you were talking about before, these fuzzy things. Yeah. They're like like radiating tentacles yeah. around its head, three on each side with little, little, little. Yeah. Filing, frills. Whatever, whatever, little frills on them. Papillae. And uh, papillae, thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're quite amazing looking. And they have four legs. And a big, big f- they, they flat also, tail. They also have a uh, dorsal fin. They're actually, that goes what did you call, you called them? Salamanders and what? Well, they're so okay. They're, they're more like a tadpole. Well, that's exactly it. So salamanders are amphibians, much yeah. like frogs, and they actually have, uh, you know, a kind of like a tadpoleish kind of like uh, uh, initial stage, mm. and then uh, they become the sort of the intermediate where they have like the the gills and like the the fin, and they but they but they also yeah, there's there's a good uh, they're awfully cute really. Greg is showing me pictures of axolotls. I actually put a picture of the axolotl on our Facebook page, which you didn't see because you don't go. To I don't our go Facebook to our Facebook page. page. So anyway, uh, that, place, so, that place is. For but losers. here's the interesting thing. This is this is cool. Axolotls, if you pump them full of thyroid hormone, grow into salamanders. Oh, so, they, so they're so they're related. They actually so, are related to the tiger salamander. They're a form of salamander, but what? But they don't. They just they reach this point where their thyroid shuts off and they stay as a baby. But does the tiger salamander? Look like an axolotl a little bit somewhere in its development. Yes, yeah. So absolutely. early in its development, yeah, it, has the near frilly, it has the frilly gills. Okay, and it has the right. whole thing. So basically, this is just a salamander that said, "You know what? I'm going to stay young, forever young." That's you think what he said. They that do. you think it, he like, said that. That's put his exactly. hand on a rock and said, yep. "I'm done." That's this is, it. This, this is as far I've, as I go. I've peaked. This is as far. You can give them iodine. That'll do it too. You know. So it's. In fact, there's actually a, a story of a uh, back things the 1800s. This uh, naturalist got a, a case of axolotls, and uh, he uh, started feeding them inadvertently. He didn't realize food with lots of iodine in it. One day, walks in the tanks full of uh, salamanders. He's like, "What the hell happened? Where are my axolotls?" <laughs> <laughs> they all turned into salamanders. Yeah. So so uh, so they're interesting. Part of the reason uh, why they're 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 popular is they're actually very popular amongst scientists because they're delicious when they're deep, uh, when deep fried well actually uh don't laugh the aztecs used to eat them as oh part really of their diet yeah it was, it was, but uh, but anyway no um they regenerate they can regenerate limbs they can even regenerate parts of their brain that's missing okay these things are these so things i was are just gonna make a joke about being able to regenerate their head no they but they, 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 they to actually, a degree they can't i mean they, if you cut its head off it dies but but i mean the idea is it wasn't it, gonna be a able, good joke it's able to uh, to do that, and so they're being used in a lot of uh, embryological research. They're being used in uh, you know uh, uh, research involving you know limb regeneration, organ regeneration, and um, they uh, they're also popular as pets. Yeah, I think you know, that they're they're kind they're, of trending they're, trending they, as pets. They said that uh, that if you get one with an extra limb, it's considered very exciting as a pet. And good luck. And good luck. Yeah, that the extra the extra axolateral. Anyway, uh, so males and females. Um, there's a, there's a at uh, least at least the two sexes. The, there are two sexes. The males are identified by their swollen cloacae, oh, lined oh, with oh. papillae. All right, now and now the you're... females are noticeable for their wider bodies full of eggs. Mmm, <laughs> eggs. So full, basically, they're they're eggs. bursting with eggs. You you make you know, that you make everything sound awful. Just, just so you know that filled with eggs. Uh, uh, and uh, what's sort of funny about the the axolotl is it's critically endangered in the wild. Um, there's, there's good staple there's, foods for axolotls are nightcrawlers, large earthworms, yeah. and frozen bloodworm cubes. Mmm, cube that bloodworm. 
Doesn't doesn't the uh, isn't there a kitchen utensil that cubes bloodworms into uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Ronco bloodworm cuber? Blood yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, they, they, you have to you have to be careful. Make sure that they if you're going to keep them on your own, they need uh, at least six inches deep of water. About a single axolotl needs about eleven gallons of water, and uh, they need to have uh, some stuff uh, uh, put in to keep their natural slime coat healthy, so they don't natural uh, they don't. slime coat. Yeah, that's their natural slime coat. Yeah. No. Uh, now, interestingly, the uh, wild population has been under heavy pressure. Uh, because they live in Lake Shomelico, Shomelico, sorry, uh, in uh, Mexico, Mexico City. Okay. Now the problem with the lake is that it's now full of perch and tilapias, which are eating all the axolotls. Were they they and, introduced uh, artificially? Uh, artificially introduced? And the uh, the problem is, of course, there's a certain amount of police pollution in this lake. There was a Lake Chalco, Chalco, Lake Chalco in central Mexico, which was paved. It was drained for some reason. Pave that and lake. And it's gone now. It's, it's, it's there's no more lake. So so basically that was the only place they lived. But the thing is, after that lake, pave there, it over. There are millions of axolotls in the world, though. They just don't live in Mexico anymore. They live in terrariums and and fish tanks and, and get their and hands laboratories. cut off on a regular basis. So they so basically you know as a species they're actually okay. It's just they don't live in the wild anymore. So you know I could just see this sort of you know. After school special about this axolotl, you know, born free as free as the wind, grow, grow. Oh. You know, and then they let it out, and it has to fend for itself out in the out in the lake. So know, apparently, so. you can eat them, and there's a there's a fried axolotl right there on online. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Yeah, that's not appetizing. It's <laughs> it's on a bed of lettuce. It's you know, and it's just you know, the interesting thing is if you eat enough axolotls, their regenerative ability keeps you full forever. They just keep regenerating in your stomach. Ooh, <laughs> you just keep going. Great, yeah, yeah. No law of energy conservation. No, whatever, no, no. Whatever no, no, no. it is, mass that makes you crazy. Nothing. No, none of that. It just, it just keeps going. You know. Um, but anyway, they're they're cute. They they really are cute. I, if I didn't have a, a fish tank, I would actually uh, consider getting an axolotl. They're they're uh, they're very uh, they're very nifty little creatures. You have a fish tank. I do. And I'm aware of this because every time I come to your house. I hear the fish tank. Tink, tinkle, tinkle, trickle. And then I have to go take a leak. Does it make you... It makes me that? need to that. take a wee we, uh, every time. Oh, we, would you like... Uh, I can get you a nice glass of warm water to put your finger in. <laughs> we'll see if that works. <laughs> I don't, I don't. By, don't the way, uh, by the way, you were absolutely right tonight when yeah. I said, you know, should I use the bathroom at the restaurant? Yeah. And you said, you might as well try it. No. You know what? That was a de- that was an absolutely delightful never bathroom. Never give up on it. It's very... It's just dominant. That, you gotta, you gotta, that bathroom was never, absolutely amazing. I, I really, really... Just Pottery Barn, everything, just, just great. <laughs> did you know? Did you know? Uh, I when you and I, you and I went to IKEA years ago when when I had moved here. Oh, did yeah, we? Yeah, this, yeah you, this desk you, when came I, from. When I, exactly, That's this, right. this desk came from IKEA, and I remember I was in IKEA, and uh, as you know, IKEA um, is. Uh, by the way, there's going to be one in Warwick. They think they're going to make an IKEA in Warwick. Oh, that, that's going to uh, be but, terrible uh, for but, me. You know, but I know, right? I the, love the temptation IKEA. to go to IKEA, if only to get the hot. Cross buns, you know, no, the, the, the uh, cinnamon buns, cinnamon buns. Oh, the cin- you say cinnamon yeah. buns, I say um, uh, Swedish meatballs, which are not made out of much horse. Well, you like the Swedish meatballs, yeah, because I like the I like the cinnamon buns. But anyway, look, so so I was up there, right? And you know, so IKEA has these mock-ups of apartment, like apartments that you, you could you know use IKEA stuff to decorate. Yeah, they trick you into so, thinking that you yeah, could live like right. That. Yeah, so they got you know, it's like exactly, it's like the size of a telephone booth, and you have a bed, and you have a bureau, and you have yeah. a, you know a sink and all that. Kind of thing. So I went in there one day, and I was like walking through one of these mock-ups, and I go into the bathroom, and lo and behold, there's a toilet with a sign that says, "Please do not use this toilet." It does not work. Don't drop a deuce. Which means that someone did that. Somebody did at yeah. some point. Yeah. They just they just saw a toilet. They say, Toilets take my pee. 
It doesn't matter if it's not hooked up. <laughs> I'm just far as the pee. thinking went. That's as far as it goes. There's a lot of thinking like that in the, in the world today, Greg. There's too much. So uh, anyway. Toilets <laughs> take my pee. Toilets take my pee and they oh, make it go away. Tyler. Right? By the way, just uh, folks, you know, to, uh, Penny, because she's being ignored, has taken her heart pillow and has pulled out every single piece of fluff. She pulled all the polyfill out this, of this. Like as we, from the moment we started we said, recording from the beginning of yeah. this podcast till now, she, she has pulled every speck of fluff. She doesn't eat it though, right? No, she doesn't eat it. She just feels we're disrespecting her by not paying attention to her. So that's that's it. Now she's now she knows we're talking about her, so she's licking her privates. Yeah, which is you know I mean intentional. You know, it's 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 an intentional. I think life. I heard that one in ten men can can manage it. <laughs> We've never met those. Men. You know I've why? never met they them. Never they never the leave house. the house. They're in there forever. Oh my god! Well, uh, so anyway, axolotls, uh, pretty neat. You know, we kind of promised we talk about them, yeah. uh, and so there they are. And uh, I must, I must admit, I wouldn't die. I wouldn't mind a little terrarium. But, but you know, you can't just put them in a tram. Salamanders. I suppose you, can put you were you were traveling, yeah, to where where they where they are, Mexico, the non-paved lake where yeah. they are. Okay. And you go back to your hotel room, and then you go down to the, the cafe down at the, the the lobby, and they oh, it's special today. Fried axolotl. I would be kind of upset because, you know, they are critically endangered in the wild. Now, there could be an axolotl farm they're selling them. And in fact, the Mexican government now has axolotl shelters they're putting in the lake to hopefully increase the axolotl's population. It's actually quite Suppose sad. Suppose they're they, breeding them in the, in the back of the hotel. Well, oh, well, that's okay. Sure. And you'd suck one down, no problem? Yeah, why not? Well, if they're fried. That's tempura. crispy. Yeah, sure. Well, not tempura. No. Yeah, no, maybe tempura. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't have like a sashimi axolotl. I don't think I could do that. You know, those little those little gill things would get stuck in your teeth. You know, <laughs> trying to yeah. Anyway, okay. but uh, all right, come on. Let's, just let's one last one last moving note. Moving along. One last note. Axolotl. Axolotl was one of the uh, various nonsense words that Mad Magazine used uh, for for various word gags. Uh, so I actually remember the word axolotl. The first time I ever learned it was from reading Mad Magazine. My mom had to explain to me what an axolotl was. Oh, the creature. Uh, the creature. Yeah. So. Oh, so they were using it as a nonsense. They were word, using it, as a but nonsense it wasn't. Word, no. yeah. oh, I, I was thinking that somebody discovered the axolotl. Remembered their, in their youth they used to read Mad Magazine and they named the creature. No, no, no. After no, the no it was, right. In fact, there's actually a Mad Magazine poem about it's, it's axolotls. A story. Yeah. So, uh, all right, neat. Thank you for listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast with Tyler and Greg. Uh, thank you for putting up with my my rich, velvety voice, my cold that yeah, I've had. It's like, uh, so hopefully it's, next week it'll be gone and I'll be sort back. To, it's sort of like if you took Nestle Quick and put it in rich, heavy cream. I think people are going to be... And t- then put a dash of of uh, brandy in it. That's your voice right now. And a... And a and a jalapeno. And a jalapeno pepper. Yeah. So I, I think I think that 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 people will might prefer. I'm, I'm curious to see if people prefer this because well, my, my voice is a little high. I know it's not it's not the most you given know. given my job. I could probably keep you sick for months on end. <laughs> no, don't do just that. so your voice is so, nice and gravelly. Well, we talked about plague doctors. Yeah, right. We talked about the axolotl. Yeah. Which yeah. is fun to say. Not one of my favorite words, but it is fun to say. It's, it's a neat word. It is a neat word. There's an X. Uh, we talked about. Uh, a little bit about toy design, but mostly about how I, uh, the, the methods that I use to o- overcome the colorblindness, uh, you know, in, in toy design. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's a kind of an interesting, if anybody has any questions about colorblindness or, 
or, or you, you to a lesser you, extent you, toy design, but really colorblindness, I, I would be happy to you answer any questions. You explain that extremely well. Yeah, it's really I think that's, yeah. Yeah. That, that was new to me. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I, I knew it was just you know, the, the way your, your, your cones and your, your eye absorb, yep. absorb light is... is, is uh, I, I, I have to be honest with you. I don't think it's a physiologic problem. I think it's, I think it's neurologic, but I'm not sure. I do know it's X-linked, so it's, that's why women almost never have... One of the things that um, I had heard was that because of the high percentage, you, you, uh, it's 8% males are colorblind. Yeah, no, point, I had her and it, it's 10 percent or eight percent, something it's point like that. Six of females. It's not right. impossible, but so it's, uh, now you can correct me if I'm wrong. I know that you you have a, a, a background in, in um, evolutionary biology. Yeah, is that correct? Uh, that because it's such a high percentage of males, yeah, for it to never go away or never to for it to have survived this long, that there is one theory out there that there may have been an evolutionary advantage. It's possible. To being colorblind. And what they what they surmise is that um, creatures that are hidden, you know, a jaguar is hidden in the jungle, and if you are mildly colorblind or if you have colorblind traits in your vision, you can pick out a camouflaged creature a little bit better than somebody so who possible. is not colorblind. And, and, and by the flip side, um, uh, in... in not not in every society, but in, in many um, early societies, um, women did a lot of the gathering, and with gathering, men were the ones out there, yeah. right? But with with gathering, it's very important to have acute color vision. You have to yeah. have very good color vision to know this berry's the poisonous one, yep. this one's not the poisonous one. Uh, so it would be interesting to me to know if, if there was an evolutionary advantage. It's just a theory out there. It's early. Yeah. It's a it's a, 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 a early course, theory. Well, you know, but, maybe but, as not. You, but as you know, as I've said before in earlier podcasts, if it doesn't stop you from breeding, it's gonna still be there that's so, right yeah and, if and there's no be, reason for it to go away going, it'll still be there yep. and it's, so most likely it's uh, just a harmless thing that uh, you yep. know, so anyway um that was uh the podcast that's and it. uh we're back and we'll be back and uh yeah good, good email us and with your questions and uh, uh let us know what you it, thought of it's, this week's podcast it's been good talking at you yeah this has been another episode of pretend to imagine for questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretend to Imagine. And visit our website at, you guessed it, pretendtoimagine.com. Produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher. Web design and tech support by Small Hall Studios. Audio by Mitch Myers. Music by Greg Fisher. Editing by Tyler Smith. Please check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. And give us a five-star rating if you enjoy our podcast. Thanks, and happy pretending.